Hello everybody, welcome to the Change Your Perspective podcast, where we look at the world of creativity and art from many different perspectives. I am your host, Lizzie Lovejoy, artist of Change for Arc, creating work to celebrate the Northeast. Today, our topics are curation, working side jobs, and collaboration, and I'll be talking to Beatrice. Hello everybody, welcome to the Change Your Perspective podcast. I am your host, Lizzie Lovejoy, and today we are talking to Beatrice. How are you doing? Hi, I'm doing well, thank you. How are you today? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, tell me a bit about yourself. Hello everyone, uh, I'm Beatrice. I'm originally from Brazil. I'm now based in Newcastle, uh, and I've been working as a program coordinator at the New Bridge Project since February. While, while I was in Brazil, I did um, my undergrad in museum studies, and then I had like about two-year work experience at the Indigenous Museum in Brazil that really uh, shaped my practice. After that, I lived in LA and London, and I was just sort of working for free and testing the water in like different forms of organizations, like and institutions within the arts, sort of like from literally like commercial galleries to like fancy museums to like art fairs and eventually doing like DIY exhibitions in like cafes and stuff. And I think like all those experiences sort of like shaped my practice, at least to like know what I don't really want to do or don't really want to be part of. And then eventually I just moved to Glasgow for an MA in curatorial practice at the Glasgow School of Art. And then I would say that now my curatorial practice is very much like research led and my main interests are sort of decolonial studies, like Latin American epistemologies and like performance art as well. And I think like when I'm working with artists, I like to like encourage them to sort of collaborate with each other and experiment with mediums outside their practice. And yeah, I just like sort of work towards uh, creating a safe space for them to do it. So you said you worked at the Indigenous Museum and it shaped your practice a lot. In what way has it shaped your practice? I would say that like learning to be more like responsive rather than like proposing things. I think we used to do a lot of like workshops and we used to have like indigenous people working in every different area in the museum. So like they would be there like obviously like for installs, but like conservation, like admin, like we had like some filmmakers very much involved but there are so many different communities, like different indigenous communities just in Brazil. I think I might be wrong on this, but I think are over a hundred right now. So it's just a lot of different cultures for you to, to really know everything. And you kind of just need to respond to what they want. Even like whatever you know, especially working like studying like museum, museum studies, you sort of have those frameworks that you learn to to work under and then when you were working in a place like that museum you just see that none of that is exactly the truth that like you just need to to work around like what's good for for the communities that are still alive and and how you can like actually support them to like thrive i hadn't thought of it like that before of looking at it as a just in terms of having that kind of freedom to explore what you are rather than saying, we want to know this specific thing. 
getting people yeah. to actually express who who they are and what their culture is and what their ideas are yeah there's this uh, example that i always give but like we had we used to do like workshops um because we had like a very extensive ex- extensive collection like i think it was like over eighteen thousand items and we had obviously some some of the artifacts are quite old and the communities sort of lost the practice of like how to do certain things how to make certain objects so we would like work with anthropologists to like offer them the opportunity to come to the museum and relearn those practice and a lot of them would just say no a lot of them would be like no we're not interested like there's just no reason to to do it like we don't need to do it anymore and we'll be like whoa but like that's our job like to conserve it like to preserve this object and we want it we want to offer it to you and they would be like no we we're not interested because sometimes like the object sort of carries practice that their ancestors would be involved with that once they passed if they are not the ones teaching like it doesn't make sense because i guess like oral history is a lot about like morals uh like your ethics like your ways of like existing rather than something that you need to learn there's a skill you need to learn so like it doesn't like the object is not that important in fact it would be more about like having that person there to 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 teach rather yeah it's more about the tradition side of it than it would be about an industrial side of things Obviously, you've said you've worked all over the place. What brought you to so many different locations? I guess, like, a lot of it was, like, just, like, personal life. Like, tr- like sort of meeting people and, like, jumping from one place to the other. Um, like, changing plans because, I don't know, you think you, you met the love of your life. Or, like, you think you met, like, um, like this city is, like the city of your dreams and then you get there and it's just very expensive and kind of um so, so i don't know i guess it was just like trying to experience things in in different um locations i also think that you know back home the very little uh job opportunities and like very little yeah you just don't have much like perspective of going anywhere so unless you're very rich <laughs> Just not the case. <laughs> I guess leading on from that, um, obviously now you have your new role that you started a few months back now, uh, the New Bridge Project. How are you finding it and what's going on? Yeah, it's been amazing. It's sometimes I just wake up and I'm like, is that even true? Like, because <laughs> it's, it's been really good. I was like lucky enough to join an organization that f- feels like really welcoming and really friendly like like for real like I feel like I'm I've made like real friends uh, at Newbridge it's just like a breath of fresh air once you already know how like cynical the art world can be like to find people that are actually just really really good and supportive and yeah and then like busy period for us because um, we're like moving buildings so we're like leaving we're Right now we have like two spaces, one like in town, Newcastle, that we just left last week. And one in Gateshead and we're moving to a new space in Sheffield. And it's like quite exciting 
because we get to have like all the studio members uh, in one building with the gallery and like our communal spaces and like the bookshop. So we sort of like bring everyone together. And then there's just like so much else going on, like coming up. We have like a few like call outs of a program called For Solidarity that we do in collaboration with the Solidarity Economy Association. And we sort of map organizations, projects, and individuals in the region who offers like alternatives to mainstream economic systems. And then this year we are focusing on degrowth and we have like a call out for like how investigators to join and support them like doing research or just like developing a project and stuff. And then we have a program called Collective Studio. We have another call out coming up soon, which is like an annual development program for like early career artists. And it's very much based on like peer support and like community building. So we have every year cohort and very soon the call, the call out is going to be out. Then we have like our 11th birthday coming up as well. And it's going to be, well, we we're doing a 10th birthday last year, but then the pandemic hit. So we we're doing the 11th instead and it's going to be throughout a few months it's starting in the summer you can have a few different events and like exhibitions around it and we're sort of departing from this idea like the the title is like blazing new worlds and it's just going to be opening ourselves for critique and inviting people that we worked with in the past for some like evaluation like having space for like reflection what we want to be, how we want to do things now and in the future. And sort of also like at the same time, allowing us to rest and recover and like have some fun after like this past year that has been so brutal, I guess. We also have, sorry, so much, so much stuff, but we also have a new like program comedy coming up soon. So we have like a program comedy that sort of, it's also like a development um, program and we'll have a new comedy joining. So there will be a call out for that as well. And we're going to sort of restructure like the shape of it to make it more like inclusive and to, yeah, make sure we are enabling people from different backgrounds to join. And then we're also going to be working with like some other organizations like artist-led organizations. So it's like a, a both way thing that while we are like restructuring our comedy, we can also have advice from them and give them advice and just like share learning. And then I think like just with all of that, <laughs> We also have a program called Create Disrupt that just started. It's a program to support people that uh, haven't been to university. And we also just had a youth worker joining our team to lead youth program for youngsters and shoe food, uh, where we're going to be based. So there's like so much going on. Um, and yeah, it's just really good to be with a really good team around me. So. I can be supported in the middle of all of this because it's a lot. <laughs> there is so much happening right now. I had no idea though there was that much going on at Newbridge right now. Just because I'm interested, how are you finding the Newcastle Gateshead area? It's really beautiful and it's it's so sunny. Like I just can't believe. Obviously, we had a month in the entire country that was very bad. But since I moved here in February, it's been like very sunny and everyone's really friendly. I guess like coming from Glasgow, it's a similar vibe in, in a sense. But yeah, it's it's been really good and just love to walk around. You know, like because right now we're based in Gateshead, but I live in Newcastle, so I need to cross every day and I just walk 
here. And I love that I need to like cross the bridge, see the river every day because I lived in London for like four years or something. And I just would never see that river. And then every once in a while I would look at it and I'll be like, oh my God, there's a river. It's so beautiful. Yes. I forget that it's here, you know, and I just feel like a bit more in tune with the city. It's funny you say that actually, because the Tyne is completely the center of Newcastle and Gateshead and everything that tends to happen around there. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's funny as well because obviously in, in Glasgow I lived in the south side and worked in, in the city centre. So I would cross the bridge and I would look at the river, but there was not much going on. By the river is just very dead. Like there's some residential areas, I guess, but it's yeah, not not much how many bars and like people running every day. <laughs> you see, it's just it's just good. I guess you're more like inspired. Because I don't know if you've been down Usburn, but Usburn's like a whole artist section that's just yeah, yeah. up of the river. So I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I find that fascinating that round round here, this area, that tends to be what we base everything around. I know it's beautiful. Yes. And I think I think that's just how it should be. Right. Like, I think human life is has been always based around water. So, like, why would you go away from it? I guess, like, the kid, the thing one is just, like, he expanded so much, like, you know, and you just, you just wouldn't see it anymore because you don't, you don't go around the city anymore as a whole, like, you just stay in sections. While in Glasgow, I just don't know why, but if any Glaswegian politicians are listening to this, please have a plan in place. We won't occupy the river. So the next question that I want to ask is what's your favorite project that you've worked on? And this is like any project, whether it's solo, collaborative, personal, professional, what's your favorite one? I don't have like a favorite, like, I think maybe I do. (laughs) I think all of them sort of were helpful in different ways. I think the exhibition that I did last year in March 2020 at the Gallery of Modern Art in Glasgow called Seen in the Dusk was quite a big learning just because it was so intense and quick. Like, and it went from like a very small project was supposed to be a publication and then like everything sort of just developed in a very organic way. And I, I sort of got to have all these elements that I enjoy in a project, watching things develop in the organic way as I said but like working with an artist that I've worked previously so like continuing that that collaboration and then so it was with uh, Gina Song and Martha Panagiotopoulou and while I was with working with Martha for this publication we ended up like having a chat with Gina and Gina joined the project and they really sort of complemented each other. Gina was very ambitious and just like comes up with like all these amazing ideas And then Martha just responds to things very, very quickly, like execute things, like put them in in a way that you can visualize them. It was amazing. I think like we were all in the same headspace and we had to deliver a lot very quickly, but we really had like our heart on that. And also through that, I had both artists trying something new outside their practices as well, which was really amazing. So yeah. I love that when you're working with people and you just instantly both lock into the same wavelength and you're like okay we can do this like, i love that obviously now with the new bridge project the funding for that for your position has been through jerwood and so i know that obviously you've been having various meetings with jerwood and talking to them um how are you finding all of that have you learned anything new or found out anything interesting 
yeah, so it's been it's been really good. I think it's really amazing that we have a cohort and I think it's you know, it's not like an isolating experience. We always have each other to sort of go back to. And I think this is like the the beauty of this experience. Yeah, of course, like from Jarwood itself, like it's amazing that they have programs like this this fellowship in place. And yeah, I just hope we have like more chance to connect with uh, the fellows because I, I do think it's a very strong cohort. I think like, yeah, there's some some of the practices that I'm like quite impressed. Like I just really want to work with people <laughs> as well. I think like the only thing that does worry me though is I feel like Jerry would have been doing, they've been doing this bursary for a long time now, right? Like maybe 10 years or so. And, and I just don't know like how much it takes to to have like significant change, like to really like change the art world sort of thing, you know, especially like for people that are in position of power. So yeah, let's see how long. Yeah, I would be interested to know actually who's been on the Jerwood scheme in the past and what they've progressed onwards to. Yeah, because I think that's like an anxiety that everyone has, right? Like, cool, I'm doing this like one year fellowship, then what? Like, and I think I think I had this conversation actually with one of one of Jerwood people, and and they were like, yeah, like we've been doing this for like ten years, and like every cohort that comes here, they say the same thing. Like they have the same like like similar experience, similar challenge, similar well. <laughs> maybe you're gonna have to be doing this for all your 100 years i hope you guys have enough money because everyone needs support i'm interested actually you already said earlier that part of the reason you ended up going to lots of different places is that um, funding wasn't necessarily available in each location that you went to you find different problems with that kind of thing i feel like that's a constant problem unless you're already rich to start with getting through this industry can be nightmarish so what's your experience been with finding funding? Like you mean in terms of funding through like arts council and stuff or like... Just in general, like in terms of sustaining your own career and... and okay, yeah, yeah no, I, I always worked like, I always had side jobs, like I always had full-time jobs pretty much. Like while I was in university, I was working 30 hours a week, which is almost full-time. And before that, I was, I always worked full-time, like I, I, I just never... I never had any government support or anything, especially like as an immigrant, I guess. I didn't have like student loan or I just couldn't apply for any of that. So just saved money working in hospitality. <laughs> I feel like that's a lot of the experience of a lot of people in this industry. I reckon most people on the Jerwood Fellowship program, that's been where we're at is, oh, you have to work for free. And it's like, you can't afford to work for free. And so you end up with a million side jobs or like one main job and trying to focus on getting everything else on the side. I think like, but I think that's, that's really important because we know that this is the only way to do it if you don't have any jobs. But then like, I think it's sometimes people don't fully realize the burnout that comes with it and like how exhausted you are in the end and how much you actually start hating everything you do because you just don't have time to 
to rest and fully like think about anything else. I think like, yeah, like living in London was really important for me in that aspect because in London I was working 48 hours a week in hospitality and then doing like all this like volunteer and like side projects and like DIY exhibitions and everything else on the side. But I, I don't even remember like going out that much or like, you know, fully like enjoying London. It was just like, like trying to, to make money and save money. And then like once I, I left and moved to Glasgow and had the opportunity to work just three days a week rather than seven days a week, <laughs> I was actually able to think about like my practice and what it means to maybe work independently and like their other roots perhaps. I think London's specifically quite insane for that. Everyone I know who works in London, it's like that's what they're doing in London. There's no actual personal life. Everything is just, it's all about work. And I think that's a cultural thing in that area. But I also think it's just because it's an expensive place to live, it becomes that. But it's like a vicious cycle. So on a lighter note, what are you working on right now? Well, apart from everything that I mentioned with Newbridge, <laughs> of course, um, I'm still continuing one of my projects called Coletti, um, which is like an online platform to sort of focus on artistic practice that operate outside uh, narratives and aesthetics from the global north. So I started like last year's just some like interviews with my degree show budget, which was very low, just to pay the artists from, for like some, some of their time. And then now I'm just uh, trying to apply for funding to be able to maybe support some digital commissions. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the plan for now. Is there anything that you want to be able to work on in the future? Like it's not necessarily something that you're immediately able to work on, but you know, you have a dream and that's the direction you'd really like to head, something you'd really love to do. You mean more like a specific project or more like a, I mean, anything really, anything that you, like your goal, like specifically creatively more than anything, what is it that you want to do? What do you want to, yeah, what do you want to, what's the dream project, I guess? It's okay if there isn't one or if you don't know. I don't think there is a, I don't think there's a dream project. I think like, yeah, I do have like ideas that I would like to do, but yeah, they all come like with a bit of struggle here and there. Like none of them are like perfect. Uh, I think all of them need like a lot of development development right now. You know what I really always thought I really want to do like when I'm older, like maybe like my 50s or something. I want to work more with like education. It's still in the arts, but maybe like just working with like young people but that's like a personal thing is just because like I don't want to have kids <laughs> so like when I'm like older I just want to like still be around like young people because that's life in its best form yeah maybe when I'm like retiring from all my curatorial roles <laughs> work with the charity like for young people 
I think that's vitally important as well in terms of like creativity in young people, being able to either inspire or just let people know that they can be creative because it surprises me how many people are just like, oh, no, I can't do any of that. Or, or they've had parents that said they shouldn't do any of that because that's a whole thing. But yeah, that's actually, that's really cool. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it, but I totally agree because I also don't want to have kids but also like the idea yeah yeah right like yeah no every time my friends say they don't want to have kids i'm like let me tell you my plan <laughs> because everyone's like oh but what about when you're old you're not gonna like miss having like kids around i'm like nope because i'm gonna be full of money working in this charity that i don't know which one <laughs> it'll be there in the future work it out then yeah it will it will yeah well if you start the charity then just let me know well, I guess the the last question is, do you have anything else that you want to share or promote? No, but like if, I mean, anyone wants to see my projects, I think just go to my Instagram is very, is the easiest way. Um, so it's John, I'm only dancing again, which is also my favorite David Bowie song. Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you, Beatrice, for being here. It's been a great conversation. So... See you guys next time. Bye. Bye.